It's Thursday. You know what that means. First try. <laughs> Welcome into Highly Disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? New York, we here. We out here, baby. Undefeated. Multiple players averaging 30 points a game. Tom Brady, where my bread at? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> We're out here. I'd play the video on air, but it just it, nothing in that video could be played. No, definitely not. So October twenty first, twenty twenty one. We're in full swing sports mode. All sports are happening. Sports equinox, the first of the year tonight, according to Scott Hansen. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey, college football. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? There's probably soccer. There's always soccer. At the same happening. time, there's always soccer on somewhere. Um, it's it's all it's all going down right now. We've got it all. So so, I mean, what do we start off the show with? Oh man, there's so many things, so many options to pick. I mean, I've already mentioned the Knicks. I mean, the NBA is is back. It's in full swing. Um, you know the what? Knicks I've are got. the best in the East, probably. So I mean, there's not much to say there. I mean, they're the undisputed best. Ben Simmons washed. So I know what we have to start the show with. Out of all these things we can talk about, I want to talk about Darren Rovell. Oh, man. <laughs> to me... Of, of all the sports topics to pick. Is this man the most dunked on person in the history of sports, Twitter, Gotta social be. media? Gotta be. It hap- everyone gets him. So, this week, it was, it was our, our Lord and Savior, Tony Khan. Over the weekend, there was a big thing on Friday between the real sports leagues of uh, WWE and AEW, <laughs> professional wrestling, the greatest sport that there is, the sport of kings. Uh, they had a uh, rating showdown. They were uh, going head-to-head for the first time. And uh, over the weekend, Darren Rovell, who knows how he got this, how he got this this scoop. Sources. Uh, he just so happens to have... Uh, be his former agent is now a president of WWE. So, uh, mm, okay. But over the weekend, Darren Rovell tweeted, WWE got a big victory last night over AEW, even after SmackDown got moved to Fox Sports 1 because of the MLB playoffs. SmackDown, uh, 797,000 uh, viewers rampage for AEW, 549,000. Source, the Nielsen Fast National numbers. Now it's been uh, coming out over the last couple weeks. Those numbers have been leaking for AW when they've been a uh, very fairly low and it's uh been rather you know unconfirmed but pretty obvious that where those leaks are coming from <laughs> but you see what happened was on Monday these uh the the final ratings came in. a fast national number is a lower rating that comes out over the weekend for a show that uh aired on Friday because the Nielsen they they take the weekends off. Yes, like reasonable people, <laughs> they don't give you your final numbers until Monday. Nobody watches TV. Friday show show over the weekend. You're wondering, well, what were the ratings for this head to head matchup? And it comes out that the t- in total viewership, uh, the WWE uh, edged out AEW by about two hundred thousand viewers. But then on Monday, it comes out that the demographic that people care about, the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Uh, you know that advertisers care about when you know, you know when they do uh you know sp- when they list the ratings for for shows, uh you know every night on cable you'd say you know uh, here here were your cable rankings for the week they rank them by the eighteen to forty nine demographic not mm-hmm. the uh the P two plus for uh, everyone over two years old those people because spend money yes advertisers do not care <laughs> what the people over fifty are doing. Uh, you know, you'll get your weekly press releases that, oh, this show was number one on cable, this show, mm-hmm. and it'll be... And every, every commercial, every single show is the number one show in whatever it's on. Yes. It's every show, especially like, like CBS. I don't know they do this anymore. Every show is the most watched whatever yes. that genre is. So, so like AEW, you say, oh, Dynamite was the number one show on cable for, you know, on Wednesday nights. And uh, TNT will put out press releases like this, and it'll always be based on the 1849 demographic. Because if you did 50 plus, uh, the number one show on cable every night is uh, 
Tucker Carlson tonight, <laughs> and nothing else ever beats it. So these ki- these stories wouldn't have anything to come out. So Great country we live in. on Monday, it comes out that in this uh, eighteen to forty nine demographic, the show uh, the shows WWE's on SmackDown starting from eight to ten thirty, running over uh, thirty minutes to get that head to head, and AEW from ten to eleven, pretty late night, tied in the demographic. And it, when they went head to head for that half hour. AW1. Yes. Tony Khan replies that day to Darren Rovell. Here's a story nobody leaked to you over the weekend, but I'll give it to you right now, dog. (laughs) (laughs) AW got a big victory over WWE, and WWE aggressively extended their Friday show at 30 minutes, loaded it up head-to-head, 10 to 10.30 versus AW Rampage. Rampage winning 328,000 to 285,000, a plus 15% margin. Darren Rovell replies, LOL. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I've been owned. <laughs> He's definitely laughing. He's not mad. No. For a sports re- for a sports business reporter, the guy's supposed to be the, the guy. You would think he would know about the, uh, the key demos. <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem to know much of anything. Except uh, how to make people upset. Was yeah, he he's good at that. Was he the one who, like, it was like the anniversary of the Kennedy assassination? Just put, like, he the tweeted Zapruder the Sapruder film at, like, like, 8 in the morning. <laughs> Maybe even earlier, like it's 7 like, in the morning. It was like the first thing I saw when I woke up was the Zapruder. I watched, Just watching JFK. I watched JFK get his head blown off first thing I wake up in the morning. It's like, Jesus, Darren Ravel, what are we doing here? Ravel also tweeted, uh, what was it, a week or so ago, when Adam Schefter had, it was revealed that Adam Schefter was sending stories to Bruce Allen, <laughs> calling him editor and like asking if any changes to stories should be made about him mm-hmm. before they were released. And Darren Ravel uh, tweets out, Every reporter does this. <laughs> and a bunch of reporters replied, No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> First off, no. <laughs> like, are you <laughs> there's like, man, of all the ways to tell on yourself, it's right. just like, no, we all do this. And everyone's just looking around like, who's this guy? It's like someone getting a, like arrested, a celebrity getting arrested for like some sort of financial crime and tweeting out, hey, doesn't everyone, does it? Doesn't everyone yeah. do this? Yeah, exactly. I thought everyone did this. Classic Darren. <laughs> Should I stop doing this? He's also the type of guy who tweet out like um, a player will get hurt. Like Dak Prescott will like destroy his ankle or whatever. Ten minutes later, the injuries, everything is still fresh in our minds. He comes and he'll say, you know, with this injury to Dak Prescott, the Cowboys stand to lose $12 million this season on revenue. It's like, Thanks. Nobody, nobody asked for this. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> Business. Yes. And, of course, the, uh, the old videos of him, was it against Kristaps Porzingis, uh, playing one-on-one against oh, him? Man. He's the most unathletic person alive <laughs> uh, and all that. I mean, Kristaps Porzingis? <laughs> Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> Speaking of Kristaps Porzingis, the Knicks. <laughs> that double overtime game last night. The NBA. They're back. It's back. (laughs) Before we get into, uh, you know, maybe get into that, but, uh, boy, there is one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about out of everything in the last week. Ben Simmons. (laughs) He's not back. His days are numbered. (laughs) Technically, he was back. You know, we talked about last week. He came in. He was like, I was showing up to training camp and my holdout or whatever. And, (laughs) well. holdout of him just not wanting money, just wanting to not play physically he ended his holdout but mentally he did uh not no. because it was uh, very clear and obvious the people you know you had footage coming in from practice ben simmons looked like he was having the uh, worst time of his life with his phone in his pocket still his phone in his pocket during practice <laughs> and on tuesday tuesday i, I believe don't, i don't know the i believe it was on tuesday <laughs> sounds about right Ben Simmons was thrown out of practice by Doc Rivers because he was just not trying. He didn't want to practice, and he was suspended uh, for the first game of the season on Wednesday, yesterday. And so, na- and then reports are coming out today that he's probably going to continue to not play. According to Howard Eskin, according to the sources, belief by the Sixers is that Ben Simmons is faking injury and mental illness. <laughs> He came in today and he said he had back, back was sore. He came in today and said he had back stiffness and mentally was not ready to play. Mental illness is a serious issue and the team is livid. Simmons <laughs> went down that road. Team plans to find him every game. Wow. Ben Simmons uh, uh, reported to be out indefinitely mm. for the 76ers. They're still holding out hope for some reason. Um 
I don't know why. Don't know. They they really are trying to get him to go to shoot around tomorrow morning so then they can put him in the game. I think, and actually, I, I believe it was Stephen A. made a really good point about this. Wow. I, I think it was I think it was Stephen A. Um, it was on that new NBA countdown show, which is is interesting. But um, he said essentially the the reason they would want him to play Friday is they want him to be introduced to the home crowd so they can boo him, and that's why they're pushing for him to play. Honestly, yeah. They want him to be go out and get embarrassed. They don't want him to dodge all. Cause that, that's the thing. He's like. He does not want to play for those fans. He's ducking. He them. knows they. He knows that the fans don't like him. And it's continue a continued trend that Ben Simmons is a coward. Because that's why they were so quick to su- just go ahead and suspend him for the first game, and now they they haven't formally suspended him, but it, they they want him to play. They want him to go out there, and it it honestly, uh, it makes a, a little bit of sense because they they yeah. do seem to be genuinely upset with him. They understand he is. More than likely faking. I mean, they have trainers who are doing these things. I mean, they cleared him for practice in about 10 minutes, I think. Back stiffness is a very easy thing to just be like, ah, yeah, I got it. It hurts, man. My back hurts. What can you do? And like, they, so they does brought, mine. They brought him in, and they worked on him, like, so quick, and they cleared him for practice today, and he just wouldn't do it. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't know where they go from here because there's also reason to get him on the court to get him to do anything to up his trade value so you can – get him off somewhere because i mean if they just dump ben simmons and don't really get much in return they're kind of just done it, yeah, if you, you want to call screwed. it a cha- if you want to call it a championship window with those two um him and Embiid, it's it's kind of done if it's i mean it's very it's obvious that it's not going to work for the whole seat for the season you're not going to be able to just put him back in there and play he's not going to cooperate he's not going to try during the games it's going to be like a Probably a worse version of what James Harden was doing in Houston last year. Yeah. Because James Harden was just like going, getting, you know, looking fat and, you know, going out to nightclubs. And he would go out there and he would, you know, he had to facilitate and he was kind of, he was trying enough, not yeah, really I mean, on defense, but he would go out there and shoot and he would have, because he's James Harden, he would like put up 20 some, 30 some points. These guys love basketball. Like they're gonna, they're only gonna do so much to sabotage like their own game and their own team, you know. Like they they go out. That's that's what they like to do is play basketball. They don't like the team and all the drama and you know the front office decisions. Um, but he just, yeah, I I do want to see him play for that reason because it'd be like the least effort we've ever seen from anybody ever. Except maybe Kevin Love. Except Kevin. Oh man, Kevin Love. And he's still there. And he's oh my gosh. They did not trade him. He just should just retire. Maybe that's the maybe that's the uh, the solution. Wow. Trade Ben Simmons for Kevin Love. Okay. That'd be fun. I don't think it's going to happen, but that'd be fun. No, probably not going to happen. <laughs> Imagine they ship him off to Cleveland. Oof. <laughs> Honestly, somewhere like that is probably the best place for him to go, where it's just like low pressure. He does need – it's kind of like the Markel Fultz thing. Yeah. He said, go to Orlando. Nobody's going to watch you. And he became better because he was in Orlando and there was no pressure on him. Yeah. He, he can somewhat shoot now. It's weird how the 76ers keep drafting guys like that. It's almost like they should uh, – Try not to do that. Be better. <laughs> Should uh, draft draft better. Well, Ben Simmons, the, the whole thing is like, yeah, he's he's massive and yeah. plays great defense, can handle the ball, um, can score inside. He's got that point he's so forward big. LeBron yeah. kind of but, build. Man, at what point in college or in the NBA did you look at him and be like, this guy is going to be a bona fide superstar? Because I've never seen it. It's like you can't. He can't shoot. He's gotten worse at shooting. He would at least, you know, he just doesn't shoot. To, he would toss some mid-range shots up there, just you know, get it out of the way. But he just—he's scared to even, you know, like we saw in the playoffs. He's right under the basket. He's got Trey Young in front of him, and he will not even attempt the shot. He's mentally frail. Yeah, he's, he's a coward. And that's the—I guess that's the mental health part of it. Is he's scared? Yeah. Um, that part's genuine, I believe. I uh, mean, you. Look I just don't—I mean, don't know where he goes from here because he's—he's like scared to play basketball, essentially. Like I don't know what—I don't know what he does. Because he doesn't—he obviously doesn't care about the money at this point. Because he's willing to take fines, yeah. He's willing to take the fines that they're going to cut. I mean, if he keeps getting suspended, if he's suspended, he can't get a game check. Right now, he's going to fake his injury to try to get the game check. But like, at some point, they'll just say conduct detrimental to the team, and that's their opinion of that, and they suspend him. So, I don't know what they do. The Sixers—they're done. The process has failed. The process has. I once he is off that roster. I think it's safe to say the process has failed. His house is up for sale, five hundred thousand oh, dollars in uh, a house. New Jersey. You see the uh, the Zillow listing, and you go all the way down, and it's like just seems like a normal like rich person house. 
And then you get to the bottom, last few pictures, oh, and they just there's just a bunch of Ben Simmons. It's like what are those Ben on Simmons the, uh, memorabilia on See, the that, wall? See that picture's like, there. Can I, does that come with the house now? Like, does can I keep that? It there? should. I mean, it, it probably ups the value. He can get new jerseys. If those are all, yeah. Pictures, if, like, those, come on. if he signs them all, think of how much value that adds to the house. Exactly. It yeah, adds at least like a hundred dollars. Now he, <laughs> he's he's got like an ironic <laughs> signature now. Where it's like, look, I got a Ben Simmons autograph. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he had the neon sign that said Simo the Savage oh, in, like, man. a game room that he has for his uh, t- the Twitch streaming there. that he does. Yeah. Uh, he just wants the game. I think that's he what's just happening. Wants, let him play 2K. Speaking of playing 2K, you see Zion in that Mountain Dew commercial with Zach Levine. I don't know if you haven't. All right, I don't think I have seen the commercial. We're going to get your live reaction here. I don't know if you've seen this. I have this. seen that. Uh, apparently, the reports say that Zion Williamson has gotten over three hundred pounds in the uh, in the off season. It's, and uh, boy, the the uh, the pictures of Zion at Media Day, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one, are yes, kind of jarring. Very jarring. He's much larger and not in like the. I've been in the NBA a couple years, chiseled like that's I'm, what he was coming into the league, right? And now it's like he's been eating gumbo in New Orleans for two years. I mean, listen, I don't blame him. Half of it being in a, pan- we'll get a live, pandemic. We'll get a live reaction here. So it's a Mountain Dew commercial. I just have a screenshot of it because that's really all you need. It's him and Zach Levine. They're, they're drinking Mountain Dew. They're playing not 2K. They're playing a basketball video game, sitting on the couch. It's not the most flattering angle because it's kind of you know a low angle. He's leaning back on the couch. He's got. A, a bottle of Mountain Dew and some chips in front of him, but I want you to just take a look at Zion, especially his neck. <laughs> Here we go. He's looking at the photo. He just looks. He looks massive. Looks like me. He. <laughs> he's just like me. <laughs> but he. And then you compare it. You know this this audio medium. I mean, you look at a picture of him from a couple years ago. He's like he looks skinny compared to what he does now. He's been drinking all that Mountain Dew. It's that, <laughs> he, he's taking his sponsorship seriously. It's 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 concerning. Um, because he's so great. And he has a foot injury, right? Or like an ankle injury right now. That's like, yeah, usually added weight does that. Yes. It's hard enough for guys of that size to stay healthy. Like it's a testament to LeBron because LeBron, yeah. even, you know, we don't think of him as a massive guy because he's playing with a bunch of other large men, but he is a very large man who has stayed healthy pretty much his whole career. Outside, yeah. He gets some ankle sprains now and then, stuff like that, a groin injury because he's getting older, but um, he is held up on that body. And Zion... Yeah. Looking the way he does, already with the injuries, came in rookie year already with injuries, mm-hmm. um, still lingering, and he's gained weight, not good weight. I don't imagine <laughs> this is going to be successful in the long run. I just don't. I mean, he had he set what it was a record last year, something like nobody's ever averaged as many points in this shooting percentage. Like he's very good, but yeah, he is not going to be able to continue to be very good. I mean, Shaq waited. In, I mean, he is kind of a lot like Shaq, except uh, Shaq waited until he got to the Lakers with that big contract to get fat. Yeah, exactly. And he was still good. Fat Shaq was still really good. He was still really Won good. Three rings. Zion, I, mm, I don't know, because he's not Shaq dominant. He's very good. Yeah, extreme. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying they shouldn't have drafted him. He shouldn't have been the first pick. But I mean, it's the injuries are are piling up. Yeah. Even if he was chiseled, still, he's been injured a lot. It's concerning. <laughs> like <laughs> it is. It's uh it's hey, concerning. Man. That's the that's the right word for it is it's concerning. It's concerning, right? It's not a disaster yet. Right. It has a high potential if if you're betting on, you know, whatever sports book you go to on the inter on the interwebs or your apps, um, betting on Zion Williamson career disaster, I'd say it's uh, you know, minus one fifty right now. It's yeah. it's a pretty good bet. Yeah. But we'll see. He can turn it around, he's young. That's what helps him. I mean, what is he? He's probably still like 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, like 21 he's, at this yeah, point. Yeah, 21, 22. Old, like he's, he's still young enough that, you know, somebody says, you, we're going to whoop you into shape. It's, it's, he's going to be fine. But yeah. Um, yeah, just lay off the Mountain Dew and the, all the good New Orleans food. Mm-hmm. To stay off the jambalaya for We a care about you, Zion. We do. If we didn't like you, I'd tell you just to continue doing your thing. And Yeah, we would just, if, if Ben Simmons were gaining this weight, we'd be like, go for it, buddy. Yeah. Man, fat Ben Simmons would be incredible. I mean, that might be the next step. Immovable object. Yeah. Pretty big guy now, so. Yeah. While we're uh, jumping around at basketball, the WNBA, the six-seed Chicago Sky, who mm-hmm. finished 500 in the regular season, won the WNBA championship. Very impressive. That is very impressive. Candace Parker. Yes. Chi-Town. 
that's pretty wild a 500 team i know it's a small league and like each yeah. every team to some extent like each team kind of has their star because mm-hmm. there's not a ton of teams and there's plenty of stars in that league um but to be 500 i mean that's the definition of just getting hot at the right time definitely <laughs> like they don't you pick you pick out any stretch of games for the whole season for them and they're not winning a title but nope they just happen to come through at this time and uh phoenix another <laughs> loss in the finals yeah they've lost phoenix rough. men's and women's <laughs> they've lost both finals very which rough I, would you rather oh man it's it's rough it's like would you rather get there with both and lose or just be bad it's it's tough, right? That's the, that's the old debacle in sports. It's like I'd much rather lose a semifinal game than lose in the finals, right? Because the finals loss, because like if I'm picking, you know, between two losses, one's gonna hurt way more. I know it's more successful to get wherever, but it's just like it sucks being there. So poor Spe- Phoenix. Speaking of Phoenix, speaking of the Suns, uh, they've had their issues in the news this week because. They signed Mikael Bridges to a like four-year, $95 million extension. But the big one is that they have not offered DeAndre Ayton the max contract extension that he wants. So they are at a standstill in contract negotiations. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen for him. I know there's ways they can work the books because of the way um, Chris Paul's contract is – it's fairly front loaded as as far as I know. Like mm-hmm. the last couple of years, he's not getting paid nearly as much. And I think um it's not guaranteed through the whole contract. I think sometime in the third year it stops being guaranteed. I'm I imagine at that point Chris Paul's gonna be, you know he's gotta start declining eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously not in his prime anymore, but he's old. <laughs> um and then Devin Booker I forget how many years he has left. It's it's not going to be something that's going to happen the next year or so for Aiton if it does happen. And I don't know, as good as he is, I don't know that I give him the max, to be quite honest with you. he He's very good. He's kind of an old-school type big man, um, just the more athletic type we see these days. Um, but he just doesn't have the complete game you would give to like you know someone like Jokic, who is obviously one of the best right now, but... That's kind of the next evolution if you're handing out max contracts. I just don't know if I'd do it, um, especially with all the talent they have on that team. I think I'd rather spread the wealth and bulk up on DeAndre Ayton. So I, though I would say that he's not worth the max, per se, as a talent yet. If he were to be as good as he was in the playoffs, uh, if he shows that over this you know season, you know maybe that's what you could say he's worth the max as a talent. But my thing is your alternative is letting him go. He's If you let him get to restricted free agency, he's going to get the max from someone. Someone's going to give it to him. So your, your options basically are give him the max or let him go. And with a talent like that, I think the alternative of letting him go is not worth it. You don't get guys like that to come around every, you know, very often. And even if you would say, like, you would rather spread that money around, you sign him that contract. If you get down the road and you're like, we need a guy who can stretch the floor or really be that strong defensive anchor that he hasn't quite become yet. But he has time. I mean, he's very young, like 23 or so. And this is not, like, if he does get that contract, it's not going to happen for a year or two. Like, I just don't see them doing that with the way their money is being spent right now. So he has a couple years, I think, to really, like, become that guy. I don't know how much time he can't. Was he in his third year already? Fourth? He's been in the league for a minute now. Probably fourth at this point. Yeah. So 2018, COVID, 2018 the, draft. The COVID year throws me off. Um, 2018 draft, I believe. So this okay, would be. Okay, that sounds right. So yeah. So we'll see. I just mm, it's it's just such a three point driven game these days. It's just so hard. For someone who like doesn't, <laughs> it is, and and I I know he's versatile. It's just it's so hard, and I, uh, I don't know. He's very good, but I just I like to spend my money elsewhere. If I were them, we'll see. And also, you know, if Devin Booker comes in and says I want him, they'll they'll also do that because I I think they'll probably <laughs> grant his wishes, being he is their franchise. So I don't know, the Suns. Yeah. So they lost though. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, before we jump into football for the rest of the show, I just want to 
glance by this story here. Hockey, real quick. Whoa. First time ever on this Definitely. I just wanted to acknowledge one of the worst people in sports that I've ever, like, heard of, like, as a person. (laughs) Evander Kane of, I don't even remember what what team he plays for. It doesn't really matter. He just has a villain name. Like, first of all, the first thing that comes across when I look him up, when uh, familiar, I was familiar with it. There was a story that came out about him this week, but there was an there was an old story that I was familiar with. So I searched Evander Kane wife, and when that comes up, <laughs> you uh, you get the uh, the baseline bad athlete thing of oh assault, <laughs> Alec assault allegation. The classic this athlete assaulted somebody. But then. I remembered the story, because that was not the story that I remembered. The story that I remembered was earlier this year, I believe, story came out. His wife not only uh, accused him of, like, cheating on cheating on him, or cheating on her, being away from the family, not spent, you know, not taking care of the kids, but betting against his team, <laughs> a ga- having a gambling addiction, and betting on his own games, betting against his own team. Yeah. And now, the story that came out this week was that Evander Kane is being suspended by the NHL by providing them with a fake COVID-19 vaccination (laughs) confirmation card. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know how that even works, the fake COVID cards, because it's just printed on, like, construction paper. But I don't know why we kind of skimmed past, like, the betting thing. Like, why was there not an investigation? I guess it couldn't be proven. I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean... If he's, I don't know. Um, that's something I feel like you can't just do a league investigation of that. Yeah, that's, you're gonna have to contact the FBI, who probably doesn't care. But yeah, um, yeah, because without actual proof, you're not gonna go through his records. But um, yeah, fake COVID card for for some reason. I don't know what their proto- COVID protocols are in hockey. I can't imagine they're the worst because I haven't heard anything about them. Yeah, they um, did the bubble up in Canada, I believe, for their their playoffs when the the first season was first stopped. So. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't know how bad it must have looked to fake it because it seems like something that would be easy to fake. Well, they found out because all pretty, the, every, pretty anyone quick. who's ever every, yes, anyone who's ever checked a COVID vaccine card, it's like, oh, your name's on this. Can I also see some ID to prove it's you? They know it's him. Um, I don't know what they check to make sure it's real. It's not like a license where it has that shimmer to it. It's it's printed a certain way. It's on certain material. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But man, what the, of all the things to do, you can't just be an open anti-vaxer. You just you gotta <laughs> fake it till you make it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised nobody's in the, in the NFL's done that either. But, I'm. Su- I mean, well, hey, we, that we know of. <laughs> the, the NFL would be the league that that we know of. That will. That, that's what we're gonna find out next. Is uh oh um so the NFL fi- found a way to check for the fake vaccine cards. Um, and half the league has done it. <laughs> I was gonna say at least. You have to. They're at like something like ninety-five percent. Yeah. Vaccinated. You got to think there's at least ten percent. Yeah. Five percent to be like even like really. You can buy the card like on Amazon. You yeah. Search a fake vaccine card. Yeah. So shout out to Evander Kane for being a cartoon supervillain. You got to hand it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, bad people in sports that are uh, not being punished the way that they should be, Deshaun Watson might get traded before the trade deadline here in about two weeks. Brother. Uh, the Dolphins appear to be close closing in on this trade that has been talked about ever since the Watson trade request was kind of brought out, even before his off-field stuff. Uh, that The Dolphins were the team that kind of arose as, you know, they would trade Tua either to the Texans or another team, trade these picks that they have, you know. Yeah. They already don't have a first-round pick this year. I believe from uh, they, I forget what trade it was. Didn't the Eagles get it? I think you might be right. They traded, the Eagles they traded the, up. Yeah. in the draft, the Eagles <laughs> traded. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, the oh, it was to all, trade up for Jalen Waddle. That's and, what. And, it, that's and, what ended up being. Yes, yes. And and a quick side note: the Eagles currently have three top ten picks in the next. Yes, draft. if the draft and if the draft were tomorrow, the Eagles would have three top ten picks or like I think maybe a top eleven at this point because yeah. they won a game. But the Dolphins a couple years ago. They did the, you know, the NFL tank where you're not saying you're tanking. It's not super obvious, but you're really bad, and it's somewhat on purpose. Tank, they get Tua. That's their guy for 
however many, you know, a decade. That's their quarterback. They're going to build around them. They got all these picks, and it seems to be quickly falling apart. Um, they came into this year. The expectations were crazy. I'd say them and them and the Browns are probably the most disappointing teams because them and the Browns were supposed to take another step this year, and they haven't. Um, and they come into this year, and they're just terrible. They're supposed to have a good defense. Defense hasn't been good. They're getting run off the field week after week by everybody. And they go to London. They lose to the Jags. And now, all of a sudden, we hear these rumors. You know, lo and behold, right after you lose to what a lot of people are calling the worst team, they look like the worst team. Lose to them in London. Give them the first win. And now you're sitting at 1-5, and five, I think. And these rumors start coming up about Deshaun Watson, who was supposed to kind of be the savior before all of this, even before the allegations, it would it was a chance where, oh, he's unhappy. As much as we like Tua and he's young, he's an upgrade. Our team is yeah. good. But now we're at a point where it's like... They're, you they just almost, lost to the Jaguars. You, you just lost to the Jaguars. If Deshaun Watson comes, you're still going to be a bad team. We saw what he was on the Texans, who are bad. They still lost yeah. a bunch of games. And so now you're at a point where don't use those picks on Deshaun Watson when you, he probably won't even be able to play for you for this season. I mean, yeah. he's going to show up, and he's probably, you know, if you don't suspend him or not play him yourself, something's going to happen in this legal battle. And, you know, because as soon as something, he didn't even have to be convicted of anything. If, you know, one thing comes out more, at any point, Roger Goodell could just say he's on the exempt list. He, he's out for however long I want him to be. Why would you do that when you have all these picks at this point, you just need to rebuild again because it's <laughs> something's not working here. I don't know what you Unless do. Unless you can get it turned around. Unless you can get it turned around, but, like, they, man, they look horrible. And they aren't sure on Tua, obviously. Because um, before it was, we like Tua, uh, but Deshaun Watson's better, obviously. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's like, oh, we need Deshaun Watson because we don't feel like we have a quarterback. We're one in five. He's played, you know, a couple games. He's been hurt. That's probably something that's going to persist just due to his size alone. Because you don't, as you go further in your career, it's not, you know, easier to stay healthy. It's going to get harder and harder yeah. for him. And he just doesn't, when you watch him, he played well against the Jaguars in a loss. But it just, he doesn't have franchise quarterback written on his forehead. So I'll give them some, I'll, give, I'll cut them some slack. They open up the season with a win over the Patriots by one point. They get blown out 35 to nothing by the Bills. The Bills are really good, though. They lose in overtime to the Raiders. Tua gets hurt. Brissett comes in. They lose to the Colts. Then they get blown out by the Buccaneers. Tua comes back. They lose a very close game to the Jaguars. You could say the bad loss there is the Jaguars. But otherwise, you lost big to one of the two best teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. You lost big to one of the two best teams in the NFC, the defending Super Bowl champions. Yes. And then when your quarterback was, when you had your backup quarterback in, you lost to the Colts and you lost an overtime game. So they've had some unlucky breaks here and there. From that situation, you could say, you know, hey, we are one in five, but we're not a one in five team. Will Fuller has also been injured, I believe, out for the year. But he might be. I'm, that might be. That might <laughs> be wrong. Haven't seen that man once. No, and that might be wrong. It might be. Uh, it might be something else. But so, when, and then you look like they have still got the Falcons, the Texans on the schedule, the Jets on the schedule. The Panthers are pretty good. The day they got the Giants, they play the Jets again. They play the the Patriots again. So you can say on field perspective, they they have that. From an off field perspective, no. It's clear to me that the NFL wants this to go one way they pretend that this isn't happening with Deshaun Watson they they don't acknowledge its existence and they keep doing that until he settles out of court yeah and then well the legal issues are gone they're clear he settled Mm -hmm. out of court it's done he doesn't have any charges coming his way the 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 PR hit is there it's done his reputation is what it is and he goes back to being a really good quarterback on the field and they act like nothing happened. Yes. I mean, there's plenty of guys in the league who have done things, been accused or convicted of certain yeah. certain crimes, and they're in the league, 
and they play every week and you watch the broadcast and nobody will ever say anything about it because it was, you know, it was years ago. Nobody yep. cares. So uh, we'll see. I, mm, the Dolphins are, they got to prove it to me the next few weeks then. It's like if you really, <laughs> it's like if you really aren't, you know, one you, in five. If, if, you, if you lose to the Falcons at home this week. You're done. Like what? Pack it, it up. You have the Bills next, and then you'll be one. Because in seven. you'll be one and seven. They without their first round pick, there's no incentive either to yep. actually tank. Yep. Um, like they should be going all in. They want that pick to have the least value it can. Um, yeah. As a franchise, and NFL players are just you know insane people who want to go out and beat people to death every week. Yep. <laughs> um. So we'll see. Yep, we'll the see. Miami Dolphins. So we can get into more of the actual game talk, and we can get into Sticks Picks for week seven. Seven already. Sure. Week seven. The season is flying by. How about that? We're getting there. We're starting into our bye weeks. What last week? <laughs> we're, we're, you say that like we're like waiting for it to end. We're getting there. We're getting. Yeah, it'll be over soon. Before <laughs> you know it. I mean, and some for some teams they're already thinking that way. Oh yeah, some teams. I mean, listen, it's it's on to basketball for New York. All in. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So, Sticks picks for week seven of the NFL season. Here we go. All right, it's week seven. We are 60 and 34 overall, 9 and 5 week last week. Had a rough little stretch mid afternoon, but we recovered in there in prime time. Thursday, tonight, Broncos at Browns. Von Miller said, I don't know who the tackle I'm going against is, but I'm going to kill him. That was a real quote. I'll leave it at that, Broncos. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Packers, Washington. Another week of Aaron Rodgers owning a team. Packers cover 7.5. Chiefs, Titans. Letdown game here for the Titans coming up. The Chiefs' defense is bad, but that offense will be just fine if Mahomes will stop forcing everything. Throwing three picks every game. Falcons, Dolphins. The Tua era might be coming to an end already. Very sad franchise. I think Falcons win by four. Patriots, Jets. Didn't these two just play? Patriots, Jets. Feels like it. Patriots, uh, they're marginally better now than they were a few weeks ago, though. So, and the Jets are still bad, so there yeah. you have it. Panthers, Giants, the New York football teams are just a total joke, unlike the New York basketball team. Best in the league, Evan Fournier, most improved player, Julius Ramble, MVP right. coming up. Panthers beat the Giants. Right. Ravens, Bengals, should be a good game for a half, but the Ravens are better. Sunday, 425, Raiders, Eagles. The Raiders are the biggest 4-2 dumpster fire we've seen in a while. They're going to be 5-2 and two after Sunday, beat wow. the Eagles. Rams, Lions, finally, we can see who won the golf staff, the golf Stafford trade. <laughs> Lions play a tough, gritty game and lose by three touchdowns. <laughs> Cardinals, Texans, the Cardinals, they'll win this game easily, but a week from tonight, I'm already looking ahead. They host the Packers on Thursday night football. Oh, it's going to be a heater. Boy. Bucks, Bears, can't believe we're stuck with this game at 425. Bucks are 12.5 point favorites. The Bears have no chance. Sunday night football, if you thought last Sunday was bad, get ready for this one. 49ers Colts. This is disgraceful. 49ers win by a touchdown. Monday Night Football, Saints Seahawks. Two good names, but not a good game. Saints win a stupid game because that's what they do. Those are Sticks picks. Gino and Jameis. Gino and Jameis. Jesus. (laughs) What Uh, a primetime game. Unbelievable. 49ers and Colts. Sunday Night Football. Whose idea was that? Like, could it not be... Can we not do that? Like, Chiefs-Titans was right there. You don't have to do that. Chiefs-Titans was right there. You don't have to do that. Um, you can switch the game. You could have even, I would prefer over that, Packers-Washington, even though it's going to be bad. Honestly. At least the Packers are good and Washington was in the playoffs. Um, Ravens-Bengals would be better. That should be you know, watchable for a little while. That's going to be, the, see, the Bengals are 4-2, and two, and people have been talking about how they've been doing really well this year. They've beaten the teams they sh- should beat. Yeah, when you go through who they've actually beaten, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Steelers, and the Vikings in overtime in week one. They lost to the Bears week two. Oof. Uh, so that was Andy Dalton at that point still. That was the Andy Dalton revenge game. So they beat – outside of – I mean, they lost to the Bears. When you go by that standard, they should be 5-1. and one. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that they should have lost to the Vikings and they should have beat the Bears. So you could say that they're the exact record that they should be. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're that great or anything. I think this is going to be the test to see how real they are. If they put up a good fight, then it's like, okay, they could, they'll they be a wild card contender for the rest of the year. Yeah. If they get blown out like the Chargers got blown out, though, 
I think yeah, that's going to send that's going to really send them back down to earth. Speaking of that game, I, that was surpri- I thought that the Ravens were going to lose. Yeah, me too. I don't know what. So the Ravens defense looks so much better. It was incredible. Like I was watching that game, thinking like I mean Carson Wentz shredded the, him. <laughs> it was I was watching that, thinking are the Chargers just having a bad day, or do the Ravens is the Ravens defense just amazing now? It looked like both. It looked like a little bit of both. I have to say, and when it came to the offense, um, the Chargers defense just had nothing for the for the Ravens offense. Just ran right over. Lamar just continues to look really good. Rashad Bateman came back at four catches that were all for first downs, so that was good. That was good for him. It only ended up being like twenty something, thirty something yards, but I mean he had a good a good debut for the season. And the Ravens are only going to get healthier. Nick Boyle, I believe, is coming back to practice this week or next week. Ronnie Stanley is out for the year, which is tough. They did get Deshaun Elliott back for that Chargers game, and he had an interception of Herbert. So this is a team that, I mean, they're going to end up trading a running back at some point. Like Tyson Williams, probably. Devontae Freeman, maybe. Who would have thought Tyson Williams be a trade ship? Right. Imagine, like, first week of training camp, you're like, yeah, so a few weeks in, they're probably going to trade Tyson Williams. Uh, yeah. They'll get Sammy Watkins has been out. Like, they got Bateman back, but it was with Watkins hurt. So they'll get him back. So the teams only should. Should. Hopefully. They'll have Derek. Derek Wolf is injured. I believe he's not out for the year. He will he can come back at some point. Uh, Patrick Queen got a little bit of, got a little bit banged up. He's been having a rough year anyway. But this team's going to get healthier. When I look at their schedule, I look at, I look at it, and I think this team – can pretty easily be the one seed when you compare it to the bills it's hard to say you know i think the bills are pretty much going to go three or four losses and when i look at the ravens i see at max four losses should go through their next four games they should breeze through they should theoretically (laughs) should the Bengals. And the Ra- and then the Vikings, both in Baltimore. Then they go to Miami. Then they go to Chicago, and then that then that should leave you at being at nine and one going into a Sunday night football game against the Browns. Hmm. The Browns are in shambles right now. The Browns hmm. are like Baker Mayfield is banged is uh, dying. I don't like every his arms are seems to be falling off. Well, his his he tore his labrum entirely. Yeah, left labrum is done. And so what happens then? I heard this on the television from experts, is it's very easy because he dislocated his shoulder the uh, on Sunday whenever they played last, popped it back in, kept playing. Um, it's just going to keep happening until it's repaired. He's, his shoulder's just going to keep getting dislocated. Sounds bad. And it's it's not good. He's banged up, but they are up 10 nothing right now. Case Keenum, 6 of 7 for 72 yards. So Case Keenum's good. He's all right. yeah, man. He's a that's a backup you want to have. I feel like Case yeah. Keenum. Like I wouldn't, you know. Listen, I'm not happy to have Case Keenum on the field, but yeah, yeah. The Browns, uh, so they better pick it up. Yeah, so the Ravens should go in nine and one into that game. And then the rest of the season is you play the Browns twice. The Browns, by the way, have two straight games against the Ravens. They have the, they play in Baltimore, have a bye, wow, and then in Cleveland. So that's very interesting. That helps preparation, I guess. Yeah, it's like oh, here's. Three straight weeks, essentially, so, of one team. So if you and then they, the Ravens also have both Steelers games. They play the Packers in Baltimore, the Rams in Baltimore, wow, the Bengals in Cincinnati, and then that's it. So if you say, let's say they split the Browns games, Baker comes back. He's he's able to you know power through the injury. Some Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt come back. Yeah, misses Thursday, Odell. Yeah, misses Thursday, Odell. Let's say they split the Browns games, beat the Steelers twice because the Steelers aren't good. They beat the Packers. They beat the Packers in Baltimore. Lose to the Rams in Baltimore. Beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. That's three. That's fourteen and three. Yeah. And if you say maybe the Bengals Oof. are kind of real and I they, hate, lo- I hate the new records. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, the team's looking really good, man. And then you have we go across. We can kind of speed through the rest of what happened. Uh, Mahomes looks sloppy, but they they beat up on Washington. Uh, if I even see it, Derrick Henry's a. The further we get into the season, or at least right now, Derrick Henry has ten touchdowns in six games, and he has like eight hundred yards. Scary through six games. If he he's on pace for some like four hundred some carries, 
And if he does this for another like two years uh, after this season, puts up this pace of like 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns, he's already going to be like in the top six for all-time touchdowns. Yeah. And like the top 10 for yards. He, it's insane. He's on pace. I mean, he's on pace to be a Hall of Famer, essentially. Yeah. I mean, he's already... Like, without people, It's really only been the last couple years people have looked at him as like how we view Derrick Henry now. He's yeah. been in the league for a while, just been solid. Um it wasn't I, until like the last two years that he started putting up like fifteen hundred yards, two thousand yards last year. Yeah, all these touchdowns. Um, he's just he, he's gotten better the past couple years. He looks as good now as he ever has, which is weird for running backs. Um, and yeah. it's it's a little scary to watch. I mean, he he just bowls over people. He's had the fastest run of anybody. Like for him on a play to have a faster speed than Tyreek Hills had all season, than anybody's had all season is frightening because he's a monster of a man. Yeah, it really is. Um so But I mean, hey, if he can hold up, which he's he's big and durable, takes a lot of punishment, but if he can hold up, um I don't see why he doesn't have at least a couple more good years in him. And as we're passing through the NFL before we get on the college football for the last few minutes, just want to acknowledge that the NFL in a uh what was it, a lawsuit or something, uh <laughs> has decide has uh been forced, I think, to uh stop doing uh racial discrimination in their uh, dementia testing so they hmm. were basically doing race science oh. so uh good for the nfl that they finally stopped that in the year 2021 and racism in the end zones yeah they finally did it good job you finally did it nfl Woo. so we'll get into the college football slate for these last few minutes here our uh untitled and unmastered picks against the spread for week eight at this point of the college football season last week a perfect six and six Ooh. So, we'll see. You know, see if we can do better this week. Let's see if we can fire this up here. There it is. Mm. That music, gotta love it. Saturday three thirty. All right, again, we went six and six last week. We are up to a total record of fifty four, fifty one, and one. We're above five hundred. That's what you want to be. Okay, we're gonna start out Thursday night tonight. San Jose State and UNLV because. What could possibly go wrong on a Thursday night in Las Vegas, folks? San Jose State, minus four and a half. Colorado State, minus one and a half at Utah State. Go Rams. Go Rams. Wisconsin, minus 2.5 at Purdue. Purdue beat Iowa last week, which means that in classic Purdue fashion, they're down. They're uh, due for a huge letdown. Miami of Ohio, plus five and a half at Ball State. It's the only Miami that I'm willing to trust. <laughs> UCLA, minus Zero and a half versus Oregon. Basically a pick here. The wow. Chip Kelly revenge game. I think the Bruins are just barely going to come out on top in this one. Toledo plus two and a half versus Western Michigan. Unlike Drill, uh, Toledo is not spending too much money on candles. <laughs> Coach Jason Candle leads the Rockets to an upset at home over the former boat rowers of Western Michigan. Boston College plus six and a half at Louisville. Louisville's retiring Lamar Jackson's number eight, but unfortunately he's uh, not coming out of retirement to uh, play in this game. Boston College covers. UTSA minus five and a half at Louisiana Tech. The ranked UTSA Roadrunners keep the streak going against Austin Kendall. FIU plus 17 and a half versus Western Kentucky. Derek King is, or is, excuse me, the only school in Miami I'm willing to trust. The uh, FIU Panthers. Yes. Speaking of... NC State, minus two and a half at Miami. Derek King is out for the year, but I'm willing to uh, assume that that wouldn't have changed the result of the game much. <laughs> and then we go with TCU and WVU under 57 and a half. Switching mm. things up. Yeah, I mean. Under. Every WVU game. They're not going to score points, folks. <laughs> and that's that. WVU doesn't score points. They don't, they don't do much of Switching anything. strategies to get more enjoyment out of the game, all right? I'm betting against points instead of betting against West Virginia like I have been doing. <laughs> Safe bet. Honestly, yeah. But you should also bet against West Virginia every week. Yeah, you probably should. For the foreseeable future. So, yeah, Iowa, Trust number two, point. number two, Iowa lost. Uh, I can't believe it. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. We only have a few minutes to talk to uh, mention all this stuff. First of all. Uh, rest in peace to Conference USA. All their teams are leaving for the American mm. or the Sun Belt. Marshall's going to the Sun Belt. Wow, Fun Belt. Uh, Coach O is gone from LSU. 
uh, <laughs> after the season. After weirdly, the season, they didn't just fire uh, him. Apparently, one of the things that it led to his uh, resignation was, uh, or his stepping down, was that he ran into some uh, person around campus, uh, like a gas station or something, and was hitting on them. And oh, he, she, this woman said to him, "I'm married," and he said something to the effect of. What does that have to do with anything? Oh, brother. And it turns out that was an uh, LSU official. <laughs> it was uh, a member of the school. So that was a bad look for him. It's probably not good for Another coach that's uh, gone this week for another totally different reason, Nick Rolovich at uh, Washington State has uh, been fired due to not complying with the vaccine mandate for federal employees or mm. state employees of Washington State. Wow. So, and uh, he's uh, suing uh, Washington State for religious discrimination because he wasn't giving a religious exemption uh even though the athletic director of the school is himself a baptized catholic man <laughs> oh man so How's good luck with work? that lawsuit buddy you can just i mean you could just say you're religious and they'll be like oh he was denied the exemption he was denied yeah and then uh oh boy the old miss tennessee game where uh the referees kind of looked like they made the right call on a uh, fourth and very long 20-something where the receiver ended up half a yard short. Crowd was not happy because on first glance, it looked like he made the uh, first down marker. But then on replays, he had the ball tucked away into like his side, and it was his like head and shoulders that went past the first mm-hmm. down marker. So it was a good call. Didn't matter. The fans uh, delayed the game for a good 20 minutes, throwing stuff on the field. Like, uh, Which they were like mustard ready, bottles. ready and armed with. And it just kept going. Like who's bringing golf balls and mustard bottles into the game? I know. Like you're, you're bringing a golf ball if you're going to throw and hit Lane Kiffin or attempt to. Which they did. And he, I don't know if he enjoyed it. Obviously it's probably scary for him. I mean it was already going to be bad about, because he had a uh, bad experience when he left uh, Tennessee. T- t- uh, the uh, fans were already ready to throw things at him. Yeah to say the least. So this, this feels a little premeditated. To me, and they just they, they found, wanted a they reason. Found, they found the moment. They wanted a reason. Yeah, that's all it was. So, whew, man, big weekend coming up. Shepherd football, Rocky Top. Yeah, <laughs> Shepherd football, the homecoming game. It is homecoming. We will be there. Westchester Golden Rams coming to town. You Need should a be there. Big win. Yeah, you should all be there, regardless of where you live. Yeah, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're in Georgia, West Virginia, Brazil, where, wherever you live. <laughs> fly in, drive in. Get in here for this it'll, homecoming it'll be, game. It'll be a great day. You to be can a come home Ram. if you were a listener to Highly Disputed. Shepherd University is your home. Yes. All right. So come and fly in from wherever you are and come home to homecoming. Yep. We love you. <laughs> we love you. But this is a big difference from the uh, the time that we ended the show a couple weeks ago saying uh, <laughs> go, go to, to hell. go to hell. But yeah. no, now it's homecoming. You can come home to us. Yeah. Now Thank we love you. you again. Yep. Come on. Come on down to Shepherd University. Highly disputed. WSHG Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. Dylan Bishop, Ryan Stickle. I love you. 